conversation these days. In a time of heightened political tension, Republicans, that fact of their policy crossing the line does a lot less to restrain their dislike for the other party. These are the sounds that make up our everyday soundscapes. In the news cycle, they're consistently readily available to us and in our personal lives. And of course, at the intersection of these two spheres, which is a border that is becoming increasingly blurred. So we have a constant stream of information in our own pockets. My name is Claire, and I'm a 23-year-old student from Vancouver. I moved to Vancouver five years ago to study dialogue and communication. And in this time, I've tried to make sense of a political spectrum, social life, education, and even city that struggles with intense polarization. For the first time, as a student, I'm not even able to bump into other students in lecture halls or hallways to unpack thoughts on these issues, and I felt this is only farthering polarization of our viewpoints. At home, we are all able to mute, delete, walk away from those who disagree with us. It's become so easy to call out or even cancel those who have viewpoints that we consider to be opponents, rather than calling them in to a dialogue space or conversation. This has really made me wonder what effects this has on youth who are studying and living at this time in Vancouver. I decided to explore this concept by calling up friends, strangers, classmates, and colleagues who all share an interest in working personally or professionally with dialogue. First, I talked to Fergus, a student at SFU that studies political science and dialogue. Fergus also works as a research assistant for the Morris J. Wall Center for Dialogue. I was hoping that Fergus would give me some insight, maybe a jumping off point, about the climate of polarization and what it means to understand each other when we're living with such different realities. After this conversation, my project started to take off. I became curious about those of us living in Vancouver with different lived experiences and how polarization has been affecting them. I called Emma, who was a member of the Semester in Dialogue and a cohort I attended in which we studied democracy. Emma studies business at the University of Guelph and grew up in Bracebridge, Ontario. She now splits time between her home in Guelph and the urban centre of East Vancouver. I called Emma to ask her about the difference between rural and urban life and how that informs her views on polarization. Growing up in like a pretty small town in rural Ontario that's been conservative just like since forever was like a very specific type of exposure to politics, I would say, and a pretty limited one. And I've always leaned like pretty left just in who I am but was always in a pretty conservative environment. And then going to university, being in business, obviously there's a lot of just like pro-capitalism, pro-conservatism values. And so that was kind of the environment that I was steeped in and that never really aligned with who I was and like what I thought, but I also wasn't really exposed a lot to another side. And then since COVID moving to Vancouver and specifically East Van, which is like an extremely left community and into my boyfriend's home who's like a very left family and just that social circle in general it really I would say like has like extreme polarization even in those two environments like going home and seeing my neighbors with like Trump signs on their front lawn to like East Van is a really drastic change and a drastic difference so within my life that I've noticed over the past year coming home has been more and more difficult for me because it means just like 
consistently arguing with family members and not arguing about things that are like really even concrete like it's not like we're arguing about policy anymore it doesn't I don't even really know what we're arguing about anymore but I would say that that over the past year has been like my the biggest thing in my life to do with polarization is just like literally like different places holding such different ideological values in my life could you speak more about how you communicate with with each of those kind of groups that you mentioned, like communicating with the very left social circle and family circle in Vancouver versus communicating with folks from your hometown? Yeah, I would say the biggest difference that I find is that in the conversations I have around politics with my social circle in East Van, especially after doing this semester in dialogue, is a lot more of me listening just because I'm consistently surrounded by people who are just like really, really educated in a lot of the topics that we're talking about. And so I feel like I'm not even necessarily like for maybe slightly further right on the political spectrum from them, but just like generally like know less about what's going on in the world. And so I usually end up saying less in those conversations and just trying to really listen. Sometimes I I end up feeling caught in that space a little bit because I feel like I don't necessarily like because I don't I'm not as well read necessarily. There's like less of a space for me in those conversations. But yeah, usually that's kind of the role that I try to take versus coming home a lot of people in my life in Ontario have like pretty conservative values but usually that's because of just like my best friend for example she grew up um in Bracebridge and both of her parents are conservative and own their own like small businesses and she is in horticulture and doesn't read the news ever and doesn't really isn't really like that isn't a part of her life at all and so and that's kind of that example repeats itself even with like people in my program family members that kind of thing and so I try to share the things that I've learned in conversations in Vancouver with those individuals as much as I can but sometimes it becomes quite frustrating. Can you talk a bit more about like the receptivity I guess of that sharing like how you how you approach sharing your point of view with people who don't share the same point of view as you in your hometown? Yeah. I think I'm definitely not very good at it yet. I don't think. My stepdad's probably the person that the most tension comes up with. And usually that just ends up in an argument, which isn't the best, isn't a good example of dialogue. But with other people, I do my best to like present the things that I've learned as like, the fact that I've just learned this from someone else and not trying to be like, hey, I've come from this environment that's a lot more like educated about what's going on in the world and they taught me all of this. So like, I'm mad at you that you weren't in this environment and you don't know these things and you haven't been taught these things. So I'm just gonna be upset with you. And I I try to say like, yeah, like I totally get that. And like also think about before being in Vancouver and what my opinions may have been like and how my opinions changed and more just share information about like my journey and like especially like my experience in semester and dialogue yeah so try to do more of like these were my experiences and these these are the things that like the people that I've been around lately have been talking about and like these are their opinions and these are why they think these things about what's going on I think that I've become a lot more aware of the different power dynamics that exist in a conversation since dialogue and so whether that may be 
like my position as a relatively like as like a young white woman in society and like what that means for the voice and the power that I hold in conversations and learning about what other people's experiences based on their identity are in conversations and then also what people's experiences are based on just like life events and like education and different factors such as like urban versus rural individuals and things like that and so I think I've thought more than ever since then like what is my position in the conversation and also what what where are other people at and like trying to meet them there and so I don't talk to my friends from Bracebridge in the same way that I talk to my friends that are in my business program at Guelph as I talk to you or my other friends from Vancouver. How are you really able to then come into a space that's so foreign to what you're used to? It's a really intimidating space sometimes to talk about what your opinions are, I guess, in politics or just like provide input or experience because there's just such like a vast range of perspectives or opinions because of like the fact that there isn't as much there's almost no like institutionalized institutions institutional education system for any sort of political political education so like before coming into the semester dialogue i didn't know that you could just like email or call a politician and like say what you want to happen and that and i still don't know if that has any effect but there's just like so many little things like that that i wasn't aware of and i wasn't aware of any of the ism words that we talked a lot about in the semester and dialogue and i think that it i i struggled a little bit because also part because it was the semester in democracy we talked a lot about how do we engage youth and how do we bring youth into these conversations and talked a lot about like meeting people where they're at and that kind of thing but i think like so like something that I kept coming back to is that a lot of the people that were having that conversation would talk about how their parents were really invested in politics and how like they themselves were super passionate about it and whether or not that meant that they just read the news every day or they're dedicating four years of their life to do a degree in it but like everyone it seems like it seemed like there wasn't really like a voice or like anyone in that conversation that was talking about how to get people involved that like they themselves hadn't been involved at one point and like there was like there is a gap and there's almost like there's almost like there needs to I I personally think that there needs to be more perspective on like okay what what about the fact that some kids just don't learn about any of this and they're not interested and their parents aren't interested so then those people like how do we how do we get them engaged and like those ideas coming from people who were in that situation themselves as well we heard so much about Fergus about living between different metaphorical realities within the media and within the people that he talks to, but what is it really like to live within different physical realities as different places that you call home? I spent last summer in Vancouver, in East Van, with all of my incredibly wonderfully woke friends that I had made after coming off of meeting just like dozens of like incredible thought leaders and really just like being seeped in a situation where like I am learning how to be better and I'm learning how to be more involved and more engaged and learning about all of these social issues that are going on 
and it was a really, really difficult transition to then move back into my, even just the difference between like the culture around everything in Ontario versus BC is pretty significant, at least in the environments that I'm exposed to in Ontario. So there's that. And then on top of that, it's not like I'm in international studies or politics, I'm in business. And so I'm coming back and all of my school program pals and I are having conversations that are talking about human resources and power dynamics in organizations and capitalism and all of these things. And I really like started to get upset and I would like find myself every class I had really getting like worked up and not really knowing how to communicate like just like being upset because I really strongly disagree with what these people that have been in my life for a while and I know pretty well are saying and also stuff that I wouldn't have gotten worked up about six months earlier. Definitely not agreed with but not to not worked up to the extent that I was getting and so I had to take some time to reflect on that and I think I had to take some time a to just acknowledge like the fact that it is kind of difficult to be in like such like such polarized environments all the time and like go between such extremes of environments but then also like on the specific like situation to situation scale I really like took a step back and I think I reflected on what I was talking about earlier and things that I learned from the semester dialogue such as like what power dynamics are like in a conversation and I think that piece really like came back to me and so like for me like figuring out the balance and the line to toe between not being upset with people because they haven't been taught and exposed to the same environments that I've had I had been lucky to enough had been in the last four months and not getting upset with them for the fact that like they just don't know and like they just like don't really read the news that much and have only been in business and like they just really aren't aware but then also balancing that with like not saying hey you have really messed up opinions but like oh like it's not your responsibility to learn about those issues on your own accord and so last semester and continuing into this semester what I've had to like continuously try to do is work on how I can like calm myself down when those topics get brought up and then how I can come in and not be seen as like a threat to those individuals and not be seen as like someone who's saying like hey like you like your opinions are unacceptable and like what you think is unacceptable because like I know that like that hearing that just like puts up a wall immediately and so figuring out how to not say that but also still voice my opinions and so a lot of the time that looked like asking them questions and like probing them deeper into what those opinions were and like why they had them and what they think that opinion means for different people in society and like if you think this about how the ethics of a business should be then like what do you think that means for the people that are like the farmers growing the products that you're selling, like those kinds of questions. So definitely asking more questions and then also just sharing, like I was saying before, like sharing experiences that I had heard about previously that applied to that and being like, hey, this is something really cool that I learned about this. 
from my friend in Vancouver. Like, this is what they think about this. And they're in school for communication or political science or something like that. And so these are the perspectives that they hold in this conversation or, hey, I have a friend who's a person of color and we were having a conversation about this topic and this is what they said their experiences were. Obviously keeping privacy and everyone anonymous, but sharing those experiences as opposed to saying like, this is like what I know now. And so this is what you should know before I like communicate that to you, if that makes sense. Totally. I think that completely relates to kind of like the concept of like calling someone in instead of calling someone out, like asking like, tell me more. I want to know more about like how your lived experience leads up to that opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really, it's really been interesting. And it's been weird to like, see people that I've known for so long and like spent so much time with and be like, whoa, like, hold up. Like, that's really not cool with me. And I don't know how to process that. Like, little things like my, like, childhood best friend, we were talking about something, and she called Indigenous people Indians. And I was like, what? Like, like, what? And I just, like, had to take a second, because I was like, I don't know how to come in and not seem like some, like, like, because there's a lot of resentment from people who are from rural environments, which you may, may be an Ontario thing, or it may just be a rural urban thing, but, like resentment of like people who have gone to the city whatever that may mean and met all these people and gotten a university degree and now they know all these things and so they're going to come in and they're going to correct you with also not wanting your best friend to call indigenous people indians and wanting to explain why that's not okay so yeah it's been an interesting process but we're just going to continue to learn. After having this conversation that really covered the grounds of different realities and how to approach speaking to those different realities, as well as trying to inhabit different realities, whether it be metaphorical or physical in different spaces you call home, I began to wonder about all the different considerations that have to be thought of when thinking about polarization and how we can aid it. Um, thinking about cancel culture, thinking about social media, racism, and living with and walking alongside those with different realities. And at the forefront of my mind through thinking about these considerations is the possibility of dialogue in aiding a phenomenon that is tearing our generation apart. Continue listening as I uncover different ways that youth are using dialogue to relate to one another relate to one another, and forge our shared future.